Um, Father God, I just thank you for today, Lord. Lord, I thank you for your love, Lord Jesus. I thank you for waking us up this morning, Lord. Holy Spirit, have your way. Speak through me. Lord, if I can just help one person, half a person, I'm fine with that. In Jesus' name, I thank you. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. So I'm going to start out um, with the scripture. I'm nervous, but you know, you got to push past what you're comfortable with. We're doing. Um, So I'm going to start out with Psalms 23. And as the Lord led me to this scripture, I remember growing up, my mother or my grandma, she used to make us remember this scripture. And it's a very powerful scripture. And I was led to it because God was telling me, you learned this scripture a long time ago, but you departed from it. You forgot about it. And I'm going to bring you back to it. And when I bring you back to this scripture, I need you to read each line or read each verse. Speak to that verse. And when you speak to it, I'm going to tell you who I am. So I'm sitting on the floor. I got like all my cards. I got the Bible. I got that on the floor. Like I'm listening to my worship music. And I'm like, all right, okay, all right, God, where, where are we going with this? So started reading it. So I'm going to kind of walk you all through that moment of reading it. And my mouth get dry when I um, talk a lot. So. so I said, all right, I'm going to speak to the scripture. So I was started, I said, and this is the NLT, the Lord is my shepherd. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, you're my master. He's telling me, I'm your judge. He's saying, I'm your creator. So I'm like, all right. He's like, I'm your redeemer. So I'm like, okay, I hear you. You know, he said, I'm your leader. You know, he said, my leadership brings people together, not the world's leadership, my leadership. So I'm like, okay. So I went on to read in the next line. I have all that I need. So I was like, oh, I got to be grateful. And I'm just thanking him. I'm like, thank you, Lord. Yes, I'm in this gracefully broken place right now, but thank you, Jesus. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me besides peaceful streams. I said, oh, you're going to give me rest. (laughs) Like, I had so much stuff going on where I couldn't even take a second to just rest. He renews my strength. He guides me along the right paths, bringing honor to his name. I'm weak. But through him, I'm strong. So I could be weak and strong at the same time. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. It's dark. But I'm not going to fear because he is with me. I know it's easier said than done. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. 
my cup overflows with blessing. Now, when I read the, you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies, <laughs> you know, but it's when God, he's doing a thing in me, he's going to get the glory and my enemies are going to see, or those, those, just those people are going to see, but they're not going to believe it with their lips. They're not going to say it with their lips, but it's going to be in their heart. And when I get the glory, they're going to want to run to God. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. And when I read forever, I said, everlasting. He ain't going nowhere. So to announce my title, after I, after I went through that scripture, I sat there for a little bit. And I said, I got to fall in love with the Lord. And he was... He was telling me, fall in love with me, fall in love with me, just fall in love with me. Just, just block out everything right now. It's just me and you. I need you to fall in love with me. So I said, okay. I said, all right. So then I said, I want to fall in love with you, Lord. I said, but what's stopping me? So I spend a lot of time in the mirror. Not because I'm conceited, because just to be a little transparent, I'm 37 years old and I can say like right now, like just recently, I can actually look myself in the mirror and like what I see. Like I could face myself. Like I would go, I would do my, you know, we, we get dressed all the time, you know, we, we look in the mirror you know, and we, we do our hair, but really we don't see ourselves. Like if you think about it, and you, some people, I'm just speaking for me. If you think about it and you're getting dressed, you really just doing it. And, you know, lately I'm like, okay, I've been spending time in the mirror. And looking in the mirror and I'm like, what's stopping me? Is it unforgiveness? I said, is it anger? I said, is it fear? I was like, yeah, it might be fear. <laughs> I said, is it doubt? I said, is it greed? I said, is it my pride? So I'm, I'm just looking in the mirror and I'm, I'm just saying these things. And I paused and I sat there for like, I don't know, five seconds. So I'm like looking in my own eyes through the mirror. And it's almost like I could see like deep, like deep down in me. And I really, honestly, I shouted and I was like, oh my God, it's me. Like it's myself. I'm the reason why. So I'm like, God, it's like almost God put me in the mirror like to see yourself. It was like all a setup. So I'm like, it's me. So then I'm like, I got in like myself for a second. I was like, nah, it ain't me. I'm like, listen, 
I give people rides, I go pick them up. Like Pastor always be saying, like I do the good deeds. I'm nice to people when they call me. You know, it was just all these things going through my head. I'm like, I'm not in self. Like I was in denial. I'm not in self. And so after I figured out I was in myself, I said, okay. So I left out the bathroom. So, no, I didn't go out the bathroom yet. I sat in the bathroom. So then God was like, so I'm going to need you to do a self-evaluation on yourself, right? So I was like, okay. So I ran to my computer. You know how you get on the internet? Well, so I started, I looked up the, the definition of self. And actually it took me to like a synonym. And it said ego. And then I did the synonym of evaluation. And it said assessment. So I was like, God said, I got to do an ego assessment. So I was like, again, I was all fussy and stuff. Like, not me. I'm picking people up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so when I figured out I had to do an ego assessment, that's when I ran to my computer. And you know how you go online and do like a personality quiz. And then you'd be like, yeah, I'm an extrovert. You know, you get your score at the end. So... <laughs> So I was like, um, so I was like, I said, okay. I said, God was like, no, not on the internet. He said, you going to do your ego assessment in my word. That's where you're going to see yourself in my word. He said, and then in my word, I'm going to show you you. He said, but don't worry about it. I'm going to love you through it. Like when I start exposing who you are, he's like, buckle your seatbelts because you got some junk in you. He was like, I always tell Pastor Melanie, he got to clean me up. And I didn't want, like, I really, like, I know that I had flaws and stuff, but I didn't realize, like, how tore up I was inside, like, down an image. You know, when Pastor asked me to, to speak, how I'm running from him. But, you know, Pastor, like, he ain't God, but, like, God, like, you can run, try to run from him. <laughs> But he got his radar out on you, for real. Like, he's going to catch you sooner or later. You think he ain't watching you, but he watching you. <laughs> so, so when he asked me, you know, just right there, just at that time, you know, I was caught in self then, you know. So he said, okay, go to my word. I'm going to show you you. But as I show you who you are, I'm going to love you through it. So... I wrote down this thought, you know, I wrote down, you know, after I came to realization that God was showing me myself, I got fussy with him because I, I write and journal a lot. I said, I thought, okay, Cinnamon, don't get fussy. God's picture is way better than your picture. Why? Because he sees the whole picture. So when I thought about that, I said, okay, it's time for me to work on myself. Um, so I was led to Matthews 16, 19 through 20, but I guess we're going to start at uh, 17. Let me go. Um, <clears throat> all right. Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell 
will not conquer it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Then he sternly warned the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. So I said, okay, I read, you know, when I, what I got from that, I said, okay, first of all, the first step in falling in love with God is, and which we've been talking about, it was so crazy, is um, my mindset. Like I had to, I have to have an eternal mindset. You know, I know last week in, um, I think it was Bible study, we was talking about eternal mindset. And I've been reading that book, the Purpose Driven book, and how, you know, people in the Bible, they live for like long time, you know, and we cap out 100 years old, if, if you know, shorter than that. And um, so with the eternal mindset, I said, you know, number one, I've been when it's a temporary assignment, we're here temporary. And what I do right now, there's two options, heaven and hell, and how I'm living down here. If I'm lying down here, if I'm stealing, if I'm committing adultery, if I'm just doing those things that are not pleasing to God, when it's time for me to go, I'm going to get up there. God going to be like, you ain't bringing that line up in here. <laughs> you know, all they kick him to the curb. Like, that ain't happening. He like, no. So I said, okay, I got to have an eternal mindset. And not get caught up in just the things of this world. You know, not getting jealous because, you know, my friends might be hanging out. And they're like, girl, you don't come out no more. Girl, you ain't drinking with us no more. Girl, now you know you used to take shots, you know, like cinnamon, you know, and then I'm kind of getting caught up in it, like not getting caught up in it, but for a minute, you know, you want to be cool in front of your friends, like, Shh. you know, I was like, but I can't, if I'm going to have an eternal mindset, I can't do that. I like it's, first of all, let's just say I, it just wasn't good for me. It like, it literally caused me to be just just angry person. I'm snapping quick. Um, it, it wasn't, it just wasn't my thing. So I said, okay, I got to have an eternal mindset. I said, but having an eternal mindset, like I got to start understanding God, you know, like you can't, your spouse, your job. Let me say this. My jobs that I've had, I've had some pretty all right jobs. And I hated my jobs. But when I thought about it, I hated my jobs because I just didn't understand it. You know, like you have a spouse. If you don't understand your spouse, like how can you fall in love with something you don't understand? That's good. So I said, okay, I gotta, I, like you can't. I don't, it's fake to me. It's fake. So. You know, I had to just really, and it's still a process. When I find myself going over the edge a little bit, I'm like, eternal mindset, eternal mindset, eternal mindset, eternal mindset. Like, I have to say that over and over again, just so I could just kind of keep my mind and just keep everything in order. So then I said, okay, if I'm doing these things down here also, like, God going to be like, and you ain't even you down there worrying all the time. 
You ain't even working on your, you ain't even live out your purpose. Like you really wasted your life because you wanted to worry, you wanted to argue, you wanted to just, you was all in yourself, you was stubborn, you was selfish. Like, I don't like, why waste your time? So, you know, eternal mindset. So, let's go to 1 John 2.17. Y'all okay? Y'all falling asleep? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, 1 John 2.17. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. And again, forever, that eternal mindset. You know, I didn't start thinking this way until... I was gracefully broken and it wasn't until my husband and I separated, you know, when I had to change, you know, it took me to, cause I didn't see all this. It took me to have to just be broken down and weak to really start thinking like this. And it was the best thing though, you know, it was the, not to say I, I'm, I don't want to reconcile and putting that in the atmosphere, but I'm just saying it's, it was the best thing for me. So, you know, I don't know what everybody is going through, but don't wait until they're broken. Just, just try your best to just do things for like the kingdom of God, you know, especially if you're married, you know, even with your children, just just try to do the right thing. Save yourself the mess. You know, I don't know. Somebody may needed to hear that. <laughs> um, let's go to Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen. So this is this is what really said. Okay, God, I'm 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 gonna fall in love with you. He says, let's start from 11. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. Oh, I said, you're going to give me a future and hope. In those days when I pray, when you pray, I will listen. I said, oh, he hears my prayers. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me wholeheartedly. He says, surrender. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you and will bring you home again to your land. So I knew he had me. I knew his way was the way to go. You know, I was reading in this book where it says, and I think it was in a purpose driven book. Life is a test. Life is a trust. Life is a temporary assignment. So we're going to be, you know, we're going to go through these tests. And when you feel like, okay, here's the test, 
or just this junctures happening, eternal mindset, eternal mindset. You know, I think, you know, God tested Joseph's character. You know, when you go through these things, you, you're building character. You know, you, the only way to test if it's working is when you get presented with that test. You know, you got to trust God. And you just got to know this is just a temporary assignment. It's a, here's something else. Got over this jump, jumped over that. Here's something else coming. Test, test, keep testing it. Keep building your character. Keep building endurance, everlasting. Lean on the Holy Spirit, the never-ending fire, that light inside of you. Lit up. Lit. That's the way to be lit. <laughs> Y'all want to get lit? Okay. <laughs> right. Um, so just to kind of throw out some, some things, you know, have an eternal mindset, you know, follow God's will, surrender, you know, obedience. I think pastor said this, it unlocks understanding. It allows you to understand God. Then once you understand him, you can fall in love with him, you know, get your heart right with God, you know, by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep seeking the Holy Spirit's help. You know, I think in number 625, you know, God smiles when you're doing, when you're doing and you're pleasing him. Have a heart of worship. You know, me doubt and like thoughts in my head, I cannot turn thoughts off. Like I, I'm the one that play out the scenarios. Then they happen. Then now I'm mad. So I think I read somewhere when it comes in your mind and Pastor Melanie said this, you know, just Call it a lie. When fear come, say, fear, you are a liar. Turn to the word. Find a truth and a promise. Seek God's love in it. Find God love, God's love in it. Then fall in love. Um, I wrote down Proverbs 16, too. I didn't put nothing by it, so let's just go. Let me see what it say. <laughs> I don't know. I wrote it down. Um, said, oh, people may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. And I think I, I, meditated, I looked at that because, you know, when God was telling me I needed to do an ego assessment, how I kind of got it myself, I'm thinking I'm good. You know, and, and a lot of stuff that I've done in life, like I, it was motives behind it. You know, like, I ain't gonna lie, I even manipulate my husband a little bit. <laughs> Whether it was, can you buy me these shoes? Or it's things like that, you know, the motives behind it. You know, God, our hearts gotta be pure. You know, every day you get up, you ask God, rid me from, if it's jealousy, if it's envy, if it's whatever it is. I, I literally, every day or throughout the day, I ask God, if there's something on my heart that is hindering you from speaking to my heart, rid it, everything, get it out of here. Cause I don't want to be like that person anymore. I don't want to be that angry cinnamon, always snapping on people. I ain't that bad. You can ask my kids, but I mean, even with them, you know, my kids, like they, um, 
I check in with them all the time. I'm like, how mommy doing? You know? And they was like, well, you don't holler at us in the morning. <laughs> right? So when they told me, I was like, I do. Like, I will go off. You know, first of all, I woke them up late. And I'm mad because they taking a sweet time. Right? I'm like, hurry up. But I'm the one that woke them up late. But then I'll have a nerve. As soon as I get like close to the school, I love y'all. Mommy love y'all. And then when they walk out the car and they mad, I'm like, Sean, did you tell me you love me? Now I'm mad. Then I'm feeling bad that whole day. Then when they pick, then I'll get them a snack. Which I want a snack. Like I'm like living all out of guilt because it was my fault. And, and now, oh my goodness, they say I am just doing so much better. So I was like, ooh, that's good. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, so God led me to, I believe it was Isaiah 43, 8. Isaiah 43, 8. Um, you know, bring out the people who have eyes but are blind, who have deaf ears but are deaf. Let me tell y'all, last night I was um, talking to the Holy Spirit and I was just praying and praying. And I had my journal like on my lap and I had my pen and stuff. In just the middle of my prayer, it's like God was like, I started shouting, go, 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 just go, 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 just go. And I'm like, I'm saying it, I can't stop, I can't turn it off. So then I grabbed my pen, my hands shaking, I grabbed my pen, and I could just started, started right. I don't have it with me, but I'm just started writing. And when I read, bring out the people who have eyes but are blind, who have ears but are deaf, well, I'm writing this whole thing, and he's saying, go, 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 go. He said, heal my people. So I'm writing down. I'm like, he's like, heal my people. He said, I'm God. He said, I love you. He said, don't, he said, don't worry about your enemies. Like, as if they're going to have something to say. Just save them. It's so, it's so awesome because that's what the pastor's been talking about. You know, he's like, save my people. He's like, he was telling me, save my people. Save those who are just dark. Even though I'm still working on you, you don't have to be perfect to help someone else. Be transparent with where you're at. And I'm like, okay. So when I read Isaiah 43, 8, I was like, you know, I feel like he was speaking to me. And that was good, you know. That was something for me to fall in love with him. You know, some of us don't. We don't have our friendships is like broken, you know. Um, Isaiah forty three thirteen. From eternity to eternity, I am God. No one can snatch any. No one. No one can snatch anyone out of my hand. No one can undo what I have done. You know that was pow That's power, everlasting power. Um, then he promised me victory. Um, but forget all that. I'm sorry, Isaiah 43:18. Sorry. Forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do 
for I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I say, yes, I see it. I ain't trying to be overly confident, but I see it and I feel it and it feels good. It feels good. Mm. Make me want to stump my face. Stump the girl. Then it says, I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. And I know, you know, when we fast the last time, I was, was, I was, I spoke about the wilderness, you know, and how the wilderness is good. And, but while you're in it, you have to establish a covenant with God, unless you're going to get stuck there. And I've been stuck in the wilderness for a long time. Now that I'm establishing a covenant with God, I see hope. Where it's like I pray every day that I just keep walking forward and don't get stuck back in, in, in that mess that just didn't make me feel good. And at the time, I didn't know. I, didn't, I felt good. I felt like I felt good in it. And... But once you get the lesson in the wilderness, you get the blessing. You get the blessing. Listen, it might take a year. It might take two years. It might take three years. It, it might take some time. But he's cleaning you up. He's building your character in it. Don't get stuck there. And um, so, you know, I was just blessed to to. to to hear God tell me that or tell us that. Um, let's see. I think that's all I have. Um, I think I had some, just a few things. Just to share a few scriptures that he gave me. Um, Proverbs twelve sixteen. A fool, this was a part of my ego assessment, just being transparent with scripture he led me to. A fool is quick-tempered, but a wise person stays calm when insulted. He said, I need to work on that. He said, a gossip goes around telling secrets, but those who are trustworthy can keep a confidence. I got to work on that. What's that? What's that? Gossip. No, what's oh, Proverbs eleven thirteen. Okay. Proverbs eleven twenty four. Give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and you lose everything. Have to work on that. <laughs> he really uh, snatching my wig. Is that how you say it? <laughs> Is that how you say it? Uh, Proverbs eleven twenty eight. Trust in your money and down you go. But the godly flourish like leaves in the spring. So he's telling me to, to give. Um. I believe it's Proverbs 6, 16 and 19. There are six things the Lord hates. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, a murderer, a heart that plots evil, feet that, feet that race to do wrong, false witness who pours out lies, and a person who sows discord in a family. You gave me that. So treasure God commands. Tune your ears to wisdom. Concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight. Ask for understanding. Search them as you would silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. 
and you will find the right way to go. Then after wisdom will enter your heart, knowledge will fill you with joy, and understanding will keep you safe. Wise choices will watch over you. He gave me those scriptures. Girl, I think it's in Proverbs, a little bit of everything. It might be a remix of stuff. <laughs> the test is in his words. <laughs> Right, no. You gotta search. So before I um did I um before I oh wait, did I? Oh, it's right here. Before I close like Pastor Keith say, close out. I got my kids saying that at home. When we pray at night, Mel be like, Sean, you close it out. We got that from Pastor Keith. I'm like, who closing out? I make them close out. I feel good too, Pastor. Shoot. I be like, oh, shoot. Um, so before I close out, you know, I just, you know, my kids is on this journey with me. And they're even changing, you know. And I just kind of try to add in, add them in to my journey. I don't tell them everything that's going on with me, but I do want them to see where I was and where I'm going so that they'll see God's glory. So when they get older, you know, you're going to go through something, kids, but I just need you to remember mommy went through it too. And where did mommy run? She ran to the Lord. So I, I just kind of try to instill that in them and they understand it. So what I wanted to do is just like, like a quick illustration and come here, Mel and Sean. And um, the purpose of the illustration is to just give you a visual comparison of you choosing if you want to fall in love with the Lord or you want to fall in love with the world. So Jamel is going to play the Lord and Sean is going to play the world. So I'm going to ask them a question. I'm going to ask the question to each of them. And Mel is going to answer from the Lord's point of view. And then Sean is going to answer from the world's point of view. Okay. So we didn't get to practice really this, really. Um, this is mine. Oh, okay. Here, Mel. Hello. Testing. Testing? Hello. Testing. Okay, there we go. It's for you. And these questions is, you know, they just for fun. Okay. All right. So the question that I'm asking them. All right. So let me try to role play. <clears throat> do you promise to be with me through rich or poor and sickness and health and death do us part? Lord. In Numbers chapter 18, verse 19, the Lord says that this is an eternal and unbreakable covenant between the Lord and you, and it also applies to your descendants. Mm. How about you, world, or that thing that's blocking you off from falling in love with the Lord? Maybe so, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> so really? It's like that? This, the second question... The second question. Will you forgive me? In Proverbs chapter 17, verse 19, it says, Love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separate good separates good. good friends. 
I'm sorry, you can't read my handwriting. Will you forgive me? You good, you cool. <laughs> you know, they're like, you good, you cool. That's what the world said. Uh, <laughs> the third question. Third question. So what are you going to get me for Christmas? In Romans chapter 5, verse 17, for the sin of this one man, Adam caused death to rule over many, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness for all who will receive it, will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. So I'm going to live in triumph. How about you, world? I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> And the last question. <laughs> the last question. Will you protect me? In Psalm 91, verse 1 through 6, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find the rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I will declare about the Lord. He alone is my refugee my place of safety, and he is my God, and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. I can't read that. Okay, just freestyle. Blink will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night nor the arrow that flies in the day. Good job. Will you protect me? When I can. <laughs> and that's that the end. <laughs>